0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Welcome to part four today in our series called Advance, with the key passage being Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 6 to 8, and we're looking at this theme throughout all of October. And the Bible says that you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and advance. Go to the hill country. Look, says God, I'm giving all of this land to you. Go in and occupy it. So this is our key passage for us. It's God's prophetic word to us, to our church, regarding our present and our future. And as we cross the river... Literally, we are also crossing a river spiritually. And what God is about to do is increase our influence as a church on both sides of the border. And uh, so God is doing something. We've got to make sure that uh, we just understand that God's heart is for people. God's no respecter of age. He's no, and aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad that God is not focusing on your history? Aren't you glad that Jesus spoke a parable when he said that the kingdom of God is like a dragnet that brought in fish of every kind? Aren't you glad God doesn't have just one kind of fish? Otherwise, you may not be his kind. But praise God, you look around this church and you see fish of all kinds. You understand what I'm saying? And so our influence is about to go to a whole nother level. And for just a few moments today, I want to talk about a spiritual and a cultural barrier to our advancement as individuals and therefore as a church community. Spiritual growth barrier, point number one. Paul writes... In one Corinthians chapter three, verse six, he says, "I Paul planted, but O Paulus watered, but it was God who gave the growth. It was God that gave the increase." Let me just say, just a little side note: not all growth is good growth, and not all growth is God growth. Think about even Raya's testimony of her husband. He had a growth, but it wasn't good growth. Paul goes on to say, So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who produces the growth and the increase. Think about it in the natural. So you want to plant a garden. Our role is to plant the seed provide a nice environment for the seed to take root and then to water the seed. But then our job's done. We can't do any more. We then have to commit the seed to the elements uh, because only God can grow the seed. Only God, we, our role, our call is to go. God's role is to grow. That's a liberating thought. Now, Paul's words, I believe, they contain the best church growth advice for all of us. Paul's words here. It is the best advice for church growth because it's important that someone goes and sows and it's important that someone waters. But as I've already said in the end, it's God who brings the increase. I was also thinking as I read this passage out of all the the church growth conferences and seminars that I've been to, I've never once heard this passage taught. If you want more of the presence of God operating in and through your life, then go, Jesus said, and He said, lo, I'm with you. So you want more fellowship with Jesus? Go, and He says, lo, you're going to, encounter a more intense presence of my Holy Ghost because I'm with you. I want to encourage us that even though leadership systems, strategies and pipelines, I, I don't underestimate how important they are because they are and they're important to us. But can we please remember that true increase doesn't just happen through good ideas on Sundays. And personally, You know when you're with us this is what you get sundays i don't want it to be about the show i don't want sundays to be about the show i don't want sundays to be about what where 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 it's like you just bring them here and we'll get them saved i have literally heard uh you know and i say this with pure motives and with the right spirit but It's not about you bringing them to church and we'll get them saved. Because number one, we can't save anyone. And number two, it's actually an antichrist kind of doctrine to say, you bring them to church and we'll get them saved. Now, if you find that in the scriptures, I'll repent publicly. But the call of God is for you to go. And for you to go and share and show your faith to the world. And the call of God is for you to win souls. But how do we do it? Go and plant. The amount of opportunities that I've had, I'm just so thankful. Why am I sharing? I'm boasting in God. I'm so thankful. I'm so energized. This is why I get up. This is why I do what I do. Some of you might think, oh, it's because you're a pastor, P-A-S-T-A. Or if you're in the Philippines, it's because you're a pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R-R-R-R-R. repeat, Louisa. (laughs) But I was doing this before I even knew that I'd be called to do what I'm doing today. Because you see, how can you not want to freely give to others what you yourself have freely received from this divine power of God? I'm done for the things of the world. I know that we could all go back to the things of the world. You've got the choice to go back to the things of the world. But if you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you're never going to be satisfied in the world. You're done, you're never going to be happy. So you may as well just surrender on a whole new level to Jesus and say, God, let's do this. Oh, man. Guys, I've had opportunities. I'm boasting in God. He's given me opportunities with broken people, old people, hermit people, young people, addicted people, people messed up on ice all this week. And I'm just looking at every single one of them without partiality. Because what I see is not what I see with the natural. I see a, a creation of God who, for whatever reason, just went astray at some point in their life. That's what I see. I see hearts. I see souls. I see people that God created out of love. And somehow the devil got in the way and stuffed it all up. And it's our role to be that gateway of God's kingdom on earth to transform community and culture. That's why I say, you know, gateway is not about a building. It's about a people who are going into the community. Wherever you are, you're the gateway. Wherever you are, doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're the gateway. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember the parable of the sower from Mark chapter 3 um, in this story both the farmer and the seed were consistent in this mark chapter 3 story that Jesus told both the farmer the sower and the seed were good nothing wrong with the farmer nothing wrong with the sower nothing wrong with the seed the difference however between what grew and what didn't grow into Christ had everything to do with the soil types that Jesus spoke of. Does anyone know what the soil represents? The soil represents the culture of one's heart. Because in the heart lie all our beliefs, uh, like a, a default, as it were, belief system. Somebody once said, what lies with deep within the heart is a whole bunch of BS. No, it's, it is BS. And then some call it belief systems. I call it belief systems. Don't write any emails to the church. All right. <laughs> Let's turn to Gateway Word of the Week And this is found in, sorry, I said Mark chapter 3, correction, it's Mark chapter 4, and uh, we begin at verse 3. Mark chapter 4, verse 3, Jesus begins this parable with, listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The plant sprang up quickly. It responded quickly to the sowing. But it soon wilted beneath the hot sun, the trials of life, if you like, and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. The soil was shallow. Other seed fell among thorns that shot up really quickly also and choked out the tender blades so that it produced no grain. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil, and it produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. How would you like to have been the one who led Billy Graham to the Lord Jesus Christ? What if your only mission on Earth was to one day speak to Billy Graham? share the gospel and lead him to Jesus, and then God takes you out. And at the funeral service of that man who led, him to, who led Billy Graham to the Lord, they might have said, oh, you know, he didn't do much for God. According to our perspective, you know what I'm saying. But what if that was your only cause and you had a part in seeing I don't know how many souls saved? This is what the Bible is talking about when it says that still some seed fell on fertile soil and produced a crop uh, that was 30, 60 and even 100 times more than what was planted. That's good news, Paul. Amen. Then he said, Jesus said, anyone who was willing to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with his life group, with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him a question. What do your stories mean? We heard what you had to say, but tell us more. That's the purpose of life groups. A time for Q&A. Because like this right now, because of the everything, we don't have a lot of time for Q&A. But in life groups, you do. So they said to Jesus, what does the story mean? And then we see in verse 14, The farmer that I talked about, he said, is the one who brings God's message to others. Now, before we go on in this story, keep in mind that the issue is not with the seed. The issue is not with the sower. The issue is with the culture of the soil, the culture of someone's heart. Now, as we have a look at these four types, these four heart types, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, which one are you? Now, Jesus begins to uh, explain in verse 15, heart type number one. He said, The seed that fell on the hard path Represents those who hear God's message, but then Satan comes at once and takes it from them. Heart type number two. The rocky soil, Jesus said, represents those who hear God's message and they receive it with joy. So imagine that you've invited someone to church and they hear the message like today and they receive it with joy. You're thinking, wow, God is moving. This is fantastic. I'm so, so excited. You see, this is to this is to help you. This is to help you even deal with the disappointment or discouragement with other people. Okay? Whether they're saved in the house or not, or they're non-Christian, this, this will help you. Because you can understand, okay, I wonder what heart type they are which caused that. Okay, so... But like young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. At first, they get along fine. They're coming to church. They're doing this. They look good. But they wilt as soon as they have problems, pressures, and are persecuted. Heart type number three. The thorny ground represents those who hear and accept, accept. God's message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares of this life, the lure of wealth and the desires for comfort and for nice things, so no crop is produced. Finally, heart type number four. But the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's message and they produce a huge harvest, 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. When we read about the four different types, we all read that everyone heard God's message. But the message isn't always mixed with faith. I don't think that some people are always ready to respond because of the things that we've read out today. One of the biggest obstacles to spiritual And church growth is members who are unable to leave their comfort zones for the sake of the gospel. By God's grace, as I stand on this platform, I must be transparent. I must share what I believe God is saying to me and then leave the response to those who hear my message. Because I do not want to be accountable before God on that one day that we'll all, all face, which is Judgment Day. And I really don't want to be asked the question saying, Jason, why didn't you at times bring an unpopular message? I don't want to have to say, God, because I was afraid. I was afraid because I knew that some would not be able to receive it. I was afraid because I, I feared that perhaps they might leave I was afraid because I feared that they might go and find something that's a little bit more convenient and comfortable for them and for whatever. But Peter Wagner says, church members often resist change because of the desire to preserve history, preserve social intimacy, maintain control, conserve memories, protect turf and to remain comfortable but churches that break barriers are often made up of members who are willing to set aside their own needs and preferences for the sake of the gospel and that's the kind of healthy culture where growth begins and happens naturally if the church is going to grow And if we're going to reach new people, then we have to go. Because I'm not here to maintain social intimacy as much as I love all of your faces. I love all of your faces, but we're not here just to look upon one another. We're here to lift up our eyes, actually, and leave 99 safe ones, beautiful and good-looking ones, and go after the lost one. Leadership matters, but I really do believe that it's spiritual leadership that the church needs most. Policies, and we have lots of policies here. Why do we have policies? Well, for example, we have kids' policies, safer churches' policies, all kinds of policies. Once upon a time, we were having a discussion about policies where I didn't even know you had to have policies. So we've got policies. Why are they there? To protect people. Policies are helpful. There's no policy needed to go and love your neighbor as yourself and to go into all the world. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, as I begin to land this message today and we close in prayer, He said, uh, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want to ask you, do you believe in this passage? If you believe in this passage, then you're going to do something about it. Action is the greatest truth. But like I said, policies are helpful, but there's no policy needed to go and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And because I believe in this message that we need to go into all the world, I want to give every single one of you an opportunity to take one of these right, which are located in the cafe area. There are two stands there in the cafe area. As you exit the building, you can take as many of these as you want and uh, either letterbox drop those or give them to your neighbor. Take them and say, God, I've got three. Please give me an opportunity to sow three of these to a friend, to invite them to church. Now, I was going to go to get Leanne, one of our great volunteers here, to place one on every seat. Because that's what we usually do. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't do that today. Because this is precious seed. And what I don't want to see is a whole bunch of seed that's just been sat on and walked away from and not picked up and so on. So this seed is really only for those who want to take it and go and see what God does. So I am happy for you to take as much seed as you want, providing that you're willing to go. So on here, it says welcome to church. This has everything to do with our launch on Sunday, November 6, in our new location on Melrose Drive and Roadshow Drive. Wodonga. In that service, we're going to worship Jesus. In that service, we're going to pray, and I'm going to bring a word of thanks and uh, pray into our future. After the service, we've got a massive jumping castle for the kids, a free barbecue, and a football kicking competition. Furthermore, anyone who was interested, so remember our launch is on Sunday, November 6. And anyone who is interested in taking this to the streets, then at 10 a.m. on Saturday, November 5, Paulie and Otter and myself are going to the streets to speak to as many people as we can in Aubrey and in Wodonga. We'll hover around High Street, the Junction Square, QE2 Dean Street, wherever there are people, and we're going to simply hand this out and say, we'd like to invite you to our church service tomorrow. You'd be most welcome. So we'll have a little briefing first before we are taking it to the streets. You know what I'm saying, like that song. So um, if you're interested, see Paul or come and see myself and we'll talk about what's next. That's 10 a.m. Saturday, November 5. That's what going into all the world looks like. I think one of the other things that should encourage us about this um, this, uh, th- this story that Jesus told about the soils, because there's four different types, four different types, and s- seed was scattered. Uh, there's that scripture um, where it says, you know, sow your seed and cast it upon the waters because you do- you do not know which will prosper, either this or that. Right? You don't know. You just don't know. You can try and think you know, but you really don't know, uh, because we don't know the the soil type. Uh, we don't, and we don't know what God is doing. But so my encouragement is just sow your seed, scatter it. You don't know what's going to happen. Right? Jesus talked about four different soil types, and at the end of the day, the true uh, harvest. Right out of all, in other words, the return was only 25 percent. In essence, if you sow four seeds, then you can believe for at least one of those to come back because there were four different types of soils, and we know what they were because we've read them. But only one returned to harvest, Jesus said. The others didn't return any harvest, Uh, and so, as much as it's good, and perhaps today you've been inspired by this message that Jesus spoke of. Perhaps you've received this word with joy and your heart has moved and you're inspired. Now that's cool. <laughs> and you can hear good preaching and teaching and that's cool. But if it's not mixed with faith and if you don't do anything about it, it doesn't mean anything. You could hear a message from your most favorite preacher in all the world and be all like, you know, all buzzed up and all excited. and It's like, wow, that was so cool. And then you could hear someone, someone's testimony or a preacher that stammers a lot like Paul. He said, I stammer a lot. I'm not eloquent of speech, he said. So you can hear a preacher who doesn't have all the eloquence and whatever. But when it's mixed with faith, has the potential to produce a harvest, the Bible says. That's the deal, guys. Hang off the edge of your seat saying, God, speak to me. When was the last time you came to church? It's like, God, speak to me. I've I've come with eyes wide open. My heart is ready to receive. My heart is soft. Lord, I've laid aside the weights. I've laid aside everything that's going to get in the way. Speak to me, God, because I'm ready. Or were you just coming to church? Just ticking a box. Because if so, that has to change. If you're going to be effective for the things of God. So, I just wanted to encourage you. Don't be discouraged if you share your faith and nothing happens. Especially if you only did it once. Cast your seed. You don't know what's going to prosper. You don't know what's going to prosper. And understand that really, according to that story that Jesus told... (laughs) king of kings, creator of all things, only 25% of the seed that you sow is going to produce a harvest. Can you see why you've got to scatter your seed? Can you see why you can't just do this once and say, oh, that didn't work? Jesus said, why did you only go once? Go again and again and again, create a spiritual habit. It's got to get to the place where it's a spiritual habit. So why don't we stand, right? I just want to pray. And I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would come and stir us up. And so, Father, we say thank you so much for your word. And like the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and baptized everyone with power from on high, I simply ask and pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and for a gift of faith to be deposited into each one of our lives so that we might stir ourselves up and go again in Jesus' name. I thank you for every single person represented here, Lord, that we don't have to be perfect. None of us will ever achieve perfection on this side of eternity. Lord, we just have to be willing. We don't have to be perfect, we just have to be willing. And we have to give the glory uh, to the one who deserves all the glory. And so, God, I just pray, I thank you for our community. I thank you for Aubrey, Lavington, uh, Thaguna, Jindra, and Wodonga. I thank you that you're increasing our influence uh, from this day onwards. And, Lord, we're excited to meet all of those who are going to walk through our doors. We're excited to meet all of those who are going to meet throughout the week. I'm excited, Lord God, to see those new youth leaders. I'm excited, Lord God, to see those new children's church workers, those young adults life group leaders. I'm excited to see those new media people, those new singers, those new musicians. I thank you, Lord, that there are so many, even in this room, who are potentially sitting on their gifts. May you stir them up. May you put some heat In their seat, I pray, and get them to stand up and to go again in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.